0: Welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We're a spirited and spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning. I want to welcome you all here, those of you who come a lot and those of you who are here for the first time. This is our flower communion service, so it's different from um, everyday Sunday service, We come from a long heritage of teaching that there is a spark of the divine in everyone. So the way that we greet the divine on a Sunday morning is by turning to the people around us and welcoming them here this morning. Let us say together the words by which we light the chalice, which is the symbol of our faith. Love is the spirit of this church, and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace to seek the truth in love, and to help one another.
1: What a gathering. The purple tongues of iris licking out its spikes of lupine. The orange crepe skirts of poppies lifting over buttercup and daisy. Who can be Graham in the face of such abundance? There is nothing to compare. No need for beauty to compete. The voluptuous rhododendron and the plain grass are equally filled with themselves, equally declare the miracles of color and form. This is what community looks like, this vibrant jostle, stem by stem, declaring the marvelous joining. This is the face of communion. The incarnation, once more gracefully resurrected, From winter. Hold these things together in your mind purple, crimson, magenta, blue. You will be feasting on this long after the flowers are gone.
0: Once in a while, we ask ourselves what are we doing? Why are we here? Where are we going? As a congregation, in an answer to that question, we have our mission, which we say together every Sunday. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the Beloved Community.
2: Good morning. We will now begin our flower communion things are going to be done a little bit differently this year. I ask that as each of you approach the communion vases, to do so quietly, reverently, with the sense of how important it is for each of us to address our world and one another with gentleness, justice, and love. As you bring your flower up this morning and leave it in a vase, take a moment to admire all the different flowers, Notice their particular shapes, their colors, their beauty. Are there any that particularly speak to you? As you take a moment to look at the flowers, remember that these flowers are a gift that someone else has brought to this church community today. It represents that person's unique humanity. If you did not bring a flower this morning, that is all right. Please come forward and take a moment to admire the flowers. Please leave all of the flowers in the vases for the time being. Everyone will get a different flower than the one they brought to church at the end of service. Norbert Chopik started this ritual to celebrate the beauty of our faith and the people in it. Remembering that the sounds of children are a part of the quiet, let us now share quietly in this Unitarian Universalist ritual of oneness, community, and love. (music) Thank <music> you. Now, since I have all of you up here, would y'all like to help me bless the flowers that were brought here to this morning? And for today's blessing, I am using words from Norbert Chappick. Infinite spirit of life, we ask thy blessing on these, thy messengers of fellowship and love. May they remind us, amid diversities of knowledge and of gifts, to be one in desire and affection in devotion to thy holy will. May they also remind us of the value of comradeship, of doing and sharing alike. May we cherish friendship as one of thy most precious gifts. May we not let awareness of another's talents discourage us or solely our relationship, but may we realize that whatever we can do, great or small, the efforts of all of us are needed to do thy work in this world. Amen.
0: This is the time in our service when we enter into an attitude of prayer and meditation where we speak or listen to God as we understand God or our inner wisdom or just follow our breath as it goes in and out of our bodies. We enter into what Ralph Waldo Emerson, our forebear, called the wise silence. It is in this silence that we seek Compassion, clarity, that we seek to feel the love which with which the great power which holds us. In this congregation, tiny sounds from children and the sounds of life count as part of the silence. Let us enter into the wise silence together. Thank you. We've got over a thousand Unitarian Universalist congregations in the United States, and in the spring, almost every one of those thousand has a flower communion. Something we share with a bunch of other Unitarian Universalists. And so, if you're at college or if you're at a conference and you meet another Unitarian Universalist, you can go, flower communion, and they'll go, yeah, we had it too. It's a ceremony which was made up in a war-torn country called Czechoslovakia by a minister, a Unitarian minister named Norbert Chapek. Can you say Chapek? Awesome. Your first Czechoslovakian word. Maybe not. Um, he also had a church in New Jersey for a while, but then when the war came, he went back to uh, Czechoslovakia to help his people uh, resist the Nazis. The Nazis, for those of you who are kids, are really bad people who thought that some people were uh, pure and smart and wonderful and that other people were stupid and lazy and troublemakers and yucky and that they should be hurt. And so Chapek had his congregation do a flower communion to resist that idea that everybody should be just a certain way. He said, look at the flowers. Every flower is gorgeous in its own way. And nobody looks at a poppy and yells at it and says, if you tried harder, you could be a rose. (laughs) And nobody looks at a daisy and said, if you were really a good flower, you'd be a lily. Nobody expects a flower to be other than in its own body of beauty. And that's why he said whenever human beings get together, we have a beautiful bouquet of flowers. I am going to anthropomorphize flowers today. I'm not going to ask you all to say anthropomorphize um, if you're kids. If you're grown-ups, you can totally do it, and probably our kids can do it, too. And what it means is to take something that's not human and make it, give it human qualities. And so I'm pretending that flowers are like human beings, and I think that flowers have to be really brave because they start out life as a seed that drops to the ground, and it gets buried by leaves and rain and soil. And it's in the dark, and I don't think it's scared of the dark because seeds really need the dark. And so they're kind of cozy in their darkness, and then the force of life causes the seed to crack open. I don't know if that hurts. I don't know if that's scary to them, but it cracks open. And then what comes out is a little shoot coming through the darkness. Now, the shoot has to find the sun. That's its only job. It's haunted by the sun. It knows there's sun out there somewhere. And it finds its way around obstacles and rocks and big clumps of soil and whatever's there. And if it can possibly, it will break through. Sometimes they even break through pavement. It'll break through and its shoot will find the sun. I think that's a wonderful picture of what a human heart does. Our hearts get broken open. Nobody escapes that. And out of that comes some new life. And we're haunted by the light of love or truth or purpose or belonging. We're haunted by this light and we go toward it and we go toward it and we go toward it until finally we break through. And the plant I'm thinking of breaks through with a little stem and two leaves on it. And those leaves, if they're allowed to live, I'm saying this because I planted zinnias last week, and they were coming up just like that, little two-leaf, gorgeous little green things, drinking the sun and drinking the air and drinking the water, and uh, my chickens got out (laughs) and ate them. I'm trying not to be mad at the chickens because they're just being chickens, but I am mad. So this morning I fed them like this. you
3: <laughs>
0: Anyway, if they're allowed to live, they drink the sun and the rain and the nutrients from the soil and they make more leaves and more leaves and pretty soon there's a bud, like the bud on the front of your order of service. And the bud is neat and tidy and tightly wrapped. And I imagine, this is the bud of a gardenia. Actually, the only way I've ever heard it pronounced is gardenia. (laughs) I won't make y'all say that either. (laughs) My great-grandmother was from Selma, and I think that's how she said it, because that's how I learned it. Anyway, I think the bud enjoys being a bud. I think it's going, oh, I'm so tightly wrapped, and I'm so neat, and I'm so beautiful. And then the force comes, the force of life comes up through the stem, and what starts to happen to the bud? It starts to fall apart. At least that's maybe what it thinks it's doing. It's like, ah! petals are, are falling apart from each other. Oh, no. Can you say, oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, what's happening? What's happening? And then, because what it's doing, what is it doing? It's blooming. It doesn't know that. It's blooming. And maybe it gets to like being a bloom. And maybe it says, I am a lovely blossom. And I'm open to the sun. And I get visited by bees. And I am beautiful. And then the life force keeps coming. Nobody gets to stay a blossom. Am I right? The petals keep falling apart. Keep falling apart. Keep falling apart. And then they land on the ground. But maybe the flower knows something. Like, oh, my job is, is not to be a blossom right now. My job is to make seeds. I'm going to make seeds. This is an important job. I've got, to, I've got to carry on the legacy of whatever kind of flower I am. And I've got to scatter my seeds because we flowers don't do that stupid thing humans say, which is bloom where you're planted. We don't bloom where we're planted. We travel. <laughs> we let the wind blow our seeds, and we throw our seeds, and we, we crawl out of the pot and into the next bed, especially if we're mint. And we... Um, We don't think to just bloom where we're planted. We want to reproduce. And so you make seeds and then you let them fall to the ground. I don't know if they're sad when their seeds fall to the ground or if they just go, ciao, Bella. We'll see you later when you sprout. I think this congregation is blossoming in many ways. We have some buds, and we have some almost blossoms, and we have some huge, wavy, beautiful blossoms, and we have some seeds. Um, And I think that blossoming is uncomfortable, at least for me. I have to confess. Last Wednesday, I was really grumpy. Do y'all ever get grumpy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad everybody's telling the truth today. (laughs) In the early service, one kid said, no. I'm like. But I was grumpy because there's too much change going on. There's too much. I don't like it. I really love the kind of change that brings babies. But the kind of change where people get sick. And where people age, the kind of change where our home is all torn up, um, where Lane is leaving, even though I love who's coming, where Miss Victoria in the office is leaving, even though I love who's coming, it's too much. And we have a beautiful, see we don't have mud and hills out there, we have a slab. And the slab passed its stress test. Yes, so it ran on the treadmill and got its little heart rate I I don't know how they do it. If you want to know, ask Brian. Brian, where are you? Are you in here? There you are, just wave. If you want to know what the stress test involves, ask Brian. He's our building team chair and overall supervisor. Um, Anyway, I like this, uh, but it's too much. I don't know if any of y'all are grumpy in the same way. I'm not grumpy now. Turn myself around, Uh, that can happen too. You have a nap, you eat some Japanese food, suddenly you're feeling better. But it hurts to grow. It hurts to grow, and it hurts when things come to their end, and it hurts to watch people you love be sick, and it hurts to watch people you've loved age and get frail, and, it, and it's all the force of life, the life force that's what does it all, the good and the bad. Dylan Thomas says, the force that through the green fuse drives the flower, drives my green age. We feel the force, it's the life force, that makes us grow and change. In order to be spiritual and spirited people, we need to try to welcome the force and the changes with all its surprises and alarms. Let us have faith in it, that if we welcome it, if we line ourselves up with it, it will take us to the place we need to be together. Please say the words with me by which we extinguish our chalice. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. sing with me if you care to. I know this rose will open. I know my fear will burn away. I know my soul will unfurl its wings. I know this rose will